Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Uh, all right, so let's talk a little NFL playoffs and some Philadelphia Eagles with Philly's best. We're going to the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line to bring in Joe Giglio. He's the host of BetQL Daily and also uh, just got promoted, I believe, at WIP in Philadelphia. Field two pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Philly special. Ready? And the game is over. The game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. One provolone without. And a probie without. Yep. And uh, one with. With. And then a cheese left. Getting Philly with Joe Giglio. Yo, All right, Joe. So clearly Jenks is in on the, the no fun portion of the new Pro Bowl Skills Challenge. So before we get to your place for this weekend, do you think this is fun, this new addition to the Pro Bowl? So I, I have I have a thought uh, on this. And Jenks is making me laugh the way he, he described the way these guys, what this would be. So I don't, I don't, I'm not as frustrated about it as Jenks. I, I'm not. Um, I get it. They're trying to do something here. But it just doesn't appeal to me. Like, I have no interest in this. And I'll, I'll put it this way. Guys, if they were in my backyard playing these games, I wouldn't open the blinds to look. Like, I just, I don't care. I, I have no interest. I, I just, I don't care. I mean, I get it. Maybe it is fun for some people, but I wouldn't personally watch, even if it's my backyard. What? You wouldn't want to see world-class athletes, like, doing, like, fun stuff? And here's the thing. I think maybe it's geared more towards kids, because wouldn't kids want to watch this? So maybe it's the NFL's way to try to include, you know, the younger generation on some of this Pro Bowl stuff. Uh, but let's get to this weekend because we do have a whole host of amazing games to get to in Wild Card Weekend. So obviously the Eagles are not playing. They've got that nice first round bye. But which of these games jumps off the page to you as a game that you want to bet on? Well, not, not only want to bet on, but I want to watch. Uh, I think it's one of the more compelling matchups of the weekend. Chargers and Jaguars on Saturday night. It, I never thought we'd have back-to-back primetime Jaguars games. But, but here we are. And uh, there, there's a lot here. I mean, both these teams better than they were, you know, seven, eight weeks ago. So they're ascending at the right time. Two, I mean, obviously promising young quarterbacks. 
and, and two coaches that I think are both interesting in their own right. I mean, Doug Peterson, a champion, and Brandon Staley has been polarizing uh, since he became a head coach, but they're both pretty aggressive uh, when it comes to fourth downs and decision-making. So I, I think this kind of game uh, comes with some high variance here where it could be close, probably should be close, but, you know, if one team hits five fourth downs, the other team goes over five on fourth down, maybe we don't get as much of a close game. So I, I'm looking forward to this one, and, uh, and I do like the Chargers in this matchup. Joe, let me get this straight. You're not looking forward to kick-tac-toe where each team's kicker, punter, and long snapper compete in a giant tic-tac-toe competition to showcase their skills? <laughs> what a barn burner. Set your DVRs. Oh, I can't wait for that. Joe, how much do you take handicapping your games according to who is the head coach? And I asked that about Brandon Staley in particular because of a few things we've seen this season, including last week playing as starters in a meaningless game, and they're banged up. How much does head coaching matter when you look at a picture you're making? Oh, it's it's a, it's significant. I mean, it, it's a lot. What's interesting though is um, specifically first-time playoff coaches, and and uh, obviously Staley fits the bill here. Doug Peterson, more of an experienced playoff coach with a Super Bowl run and, and making it back a couple other times. So you know, when we have quarterback matchups, and we do have some this weekend, where it's an experienced playoff quarterback against a first-timer or a rookie. It's like, well, you got to go with a guy that has experience. But if you go back through history, it, it doesn't seem to work that way with coaches. Um, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just kind of because the plan is the plan and you don't, like, get nervous. But a player on the field could be a little bit jittery. But first-time playoff coaches actually do pretty well. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure why, but I, I do know that's a fact. I like Staley. I know he gets criticized. Uh, I like Doug, too. I don't think it's a coaching mismatch. I think, I think Staley – you know, play for play within a game can can match Doug Peterson on Sunday. All right. So speaking of quarterbacks, we got to talk about the Bucks and the Cowboys because all week long we're going to hear about, well, it's Tom Brady. You don't fade Tom Brady in the postseason, especially when he's getting points. But as simplistic as that is, you know, these people aren't wrong. So I'm very torn on this game because the Cowboys enter the postseason with no momentum. Dak Prescott has looked terrible. In fact, I had to do a double take on some of his stats because they've been so bad. So where do you sit when it comes to Bucks and Cowboys? Yeah, so I think it's interesting because obviously the history says you're ridiculous for fading Tom Brady in the playoffs. But we're also watching a different Tom Brady. We never saw Tom Brady go, you know, whatever it was this year, 3-13, and 3-13-1 against the spread. I mean, the Bucks were terrible this year. It, it was profitable to fade Tom Brady this year. Is that supposed to change just because the calendar flips in January? I don't know. If anything, guys, I, I think the fade is to fade the Cowboys. Chelsea, you just said it. I mean, Dak Prescott tied for the league lead in interceptions despite only playing 12 games. And a, a, a remarkable kind of quirk, sad, I don't know what you call it, but this season the Cowboys are 1-4 on grass. You know, you take them away from the turf of, of Jerry's world. They're one and four. And their only win was against the Titans in that game right around Christmas where the Titans kind of sat their guys because they were getting ready for the AFC South Championship game. So they never even really won a real game against the other team's number ones on grass. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just the their pass rush can't get their footing on grass. They're faster. But, yeah, I, I think if, if I'm taking the Bucks this weekend, it's not because I'm backing Brady. I'm, I'm fading the Cowboys. We're talking with Joe Giglio, host of IQO Daily, and you can hear him on WIP in Philadelphia. Joe, what is your take on the Niners just in general? I, they are fascinating to me because 
Of course, they've got Brock Purdy now as their rookie quarterback. He has just been unflappable. They've got a great defense. Vegas likes their odds, but I don't know how to peg them. Having a rookie quarterback in this situation is such a rare thing. We've seen it a handful of times, but never a situation like this where you take a rookie quarterback who wasn't really drafted to do anything. I I, I don't know what to think about here. I don't either. Uh, I think, and I understand how the odds are because the Niners are, are one of the favorites to get to the Super Bowl, but when I see the futures market and I see Brock Purdy with the fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl MVP, it blows me away. Like, this has come really mm-hmm. far, really fast. Uh, look, I think there's a lot of the Niners that make them maybe the most intriguing team in the postseason, maybe other than the Bills for all the sentimental reasons, and we've been talking about them all year. But, look, the 49ers, I think, have the best roster around the quarterback. They may have the best play caller around the quarterback it all comes back to will Brock Purdy make some mistakes though and history says he will I mean rookie quarterback in their first playoff game almost never cover and I also think there's something history going on with the Niners that hasn't been talked about as much because of Purdy and that's how hot they are for months I mean they've won 10 straight straight up that was obviously before Purdy got in there with some of those and if you go back to this this one this trend might blow you guys away I think it, it kind of points to how momentum Maybe isn't really a thing in the NFL we make it to be. So uh, in the last 20 years, 15 teams have entered the postseason on a 10-game winning streak, at least 10 games in a row winning, which is a lot, obviously. You've got to be a pretty good team to do it. Those teams in their first playoff game are 2-13 and 13 against the spread. So there is, I, I, maybe there's something to they just have to cool down. NFL teams can't win 13, 14 games in a row. Uh, I think the Niners will make the NFC Championship game. But I, I find it hard to imagine Brock Purdy just goes from we've never heard of him to seven or eight wins in a row and a Lombardi at the end of the season. That, that feels like a big leap to me. Yeah, especially since I believe a rookie quarterback has never, never won a Super Bowl and uh, I believe has never even played in a Super Bowl. So it's going to be history if Brock Purdy makes the Super Bowl. All right, we haven't talked about the Eagles. Uh, you just talked about momentum not being a thing entering the postseason. It feels like... The Eagles don't really have a ton of momentum. Do you think that matters? I feel like I know the answer here, but sell us on this being maybe a buy-low spot for Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I mean, you, you go back, and, and maybe part of this is I, I, I want what I'm saying to be true, but uh, you go back to the last 10 or 15 years, and you have teams like the 2017 Eagles, like the 2012 Ravens, right? The Ravens lost four or five. Uh, Eagles in 2017 lost Wentz, and then, was pretty choppy down the stretch, so they got revved up again in the playoffs. Uh, I, the 9 Saints, they were 13-0. and They lost their last three heading into the playoffs, and they won the Super Bowl. I, I think it, it's what we make it, the momentum thing. Um, and teams can lose it and get it back fast. We see that in the NFL all the time. And then there's been teams that have gone in red hot. I mean, win eight, nine, ten in a row, and they lose their first playoff game. Some of those Patriots teams did that over the years with Tom Brady. So uh, both sides, you can find evidence there. Here's the thing with the Eagles. The, the buy, I think, is the most important thing, is they need to get healthy. Just, I still like them. I still think it's a buy low. If there's one part of me that has some trepidation, you know, Jalen Hurts came back last week, and they won, and I thought he threw the ball fine, but he was a noticeably different player. I, I'm imagining it was the coaches telling him, let's take it easy, let's not get popped on that shoulder, let's continue the healing until the playoffs. But it was the first time in his 34 starts he didn't have a single designed run. Anytime pressure got near him last Sunday, he threw that ball. I mean, like an old quarterback who didn't want to get hit. Not the Jalen Hurts that we've known really at any point of his football career. He's a pretty tough guy, and he will take contact all the time. He didn't. So until I see him play like himself, 
in the back of my mind, I wonder, can he play like himself? So that, that's my biggest concern with them until I see it next weekend. Hmm. It makes me wonder if they were just playing conservative until the postseason rolls around. I don't know, but that's very interesting. Uh, great stuff from Joe G. As always, he's the host of BetQL Daily and also evenings on WIP in Philadelphia. Joe G., thanks for stopping by. You got it. Thanks, guys. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.